Hi, my name is Grace, and I'm seven years old. <laughs> and you're listening to the DC Tweet Team. Go Washington! Washington fans, it's finally here. Week one of the football season is upon us. What can we expect from our Washington football team? What can we expect on Sunday? What will season 2021 bring? Your DC Tweet Team podcast starts right now. Welcome to the DC Tweet Team podcast. Hosted by Andy Burroughs. Do you know what I mean? Maurice Hawkins. Some people call me Maurice. And Shelly Jordan. Here's the deal, I'm the best there is. And here's your host, Andy Burroughs. Welcome everybody to the DC Tweet Team podcast. I, as always, am your host, Andy Burroughs. I'm joined by one of my co-hosts today, Shelly Jordan. Shelly, how are you, my friend? I'm great. I'm looking forward to football. It is week one, Shelley. Let's go. It's nearly football time to watch our Washington football team. And our guest today is uh, a great, great friend of the uh, the podcast, Washington football team insider, the one and only, the GOAT, Mr. Lake Lewis. Lake, how are you, sir? I'm good. I'm good, Andy. How are you? appreciate you guys having me on. No, I am. I am excited. Not as excited as I should be, Lake. I should be on a plane right now. Heading towards DC, I should be about three hours in the air already, which is where I was meant to be. Hence, why we can do this podcast today. But I am good. I'm excited for Week One, my friend. We finally get to watch some meaningful Washington football. Absolutely, I think everybody's excited for Week One. You know, the preseason. Even though there was one shorter week this year, there was only three preseason games. It still feels like the preseason and training camp was almost like the last three months, almost. So I think everybody's just ready to make. Let's get it on for some meaningful football for once. Yeah, exactly. And Lake, obviously, we go into this game week one. Uh, the big news, really, Curtis Samuel now is going to be out for quite a while by the looks of things from what I'm reading and hearing. He's been, from what the reports that were coming out yesterday, you might know more than me, that he'd been struggling with this injury for quite a while and they hadn't released all the information. I think they had kind of hoped that he might be able to shake it off, but I think it's a groin injury. And, you know, I've played soccer over here and I know that you don't shake off groin injuries what how much of a worry is it for you that you know this Curtis Samuel thing what it for whatever reason was kept under wraps and they did try to get him on the field how big of a loss do you think he'll be to the Washington football team come this game on Sunday well I mean anytime you lose a player that has that kind of you know capabilities as far as speed his versatility you can move him in different parts of the field and obviously that would have taken a lot of pressure off of Terry McLaurin but I, I think fans need to, you know, understand that I've been out there pretty much every day and he hasn't practiced. I mean, he's he's participated in some group drills, but he just hasn't done a lot. And the telltale sign to me was on on Wednesday, you know, that's the day where you kind of want to see if he is he going to be out there going. And it was a DMP. I mean, you know, he didn't practice. And then on top of that you know, kind of glanced off when we, you know, we have to leave the field when they go into their packages. You kind of get a chance to kind of see the first package as you're walking off. and He wasn't out there. So to me, that was kind of like everything you needed to know. I mean, I don't think he's playing Sunday. And, and, and honestly, because this has been going on for some time, I do foresee him, 
you know, missing some time. Uh, you know, I mean, I, I thought they probably should have put him on the pup list from day one. Mm-hmm. Uh, we could have held another roster spot because of that. Um, but because there's so many guys that you can put on the practice squad nowadays, you know, I guess they did. They felt like they didn't need to do that. And there was some optimism that maybe he could work through this. But as you said yourself, you know, I, I played in college and, you know, growing injuries are things that kind of don't go away. And if they keep nagging, you almost have to think about what the Ravens are dealing with, you know, uh, with Rashard Bateman. You may have to have surgery on it to get you back sooner than later. Because obviously what they're doing now hasn't hasn't uh, hasn't worked to the point where they're comfortable enough to have him on the field. Yeah. Do you do you think that Ron and Scott would have prepared for him without him anyway? Because they must have known. This is like you say, you haven't seen him on the field all week. Of course. This isn't something that just crops up like, you know, yesterday or today. You know, they must have already planned to run this team without him on Sunday. And who do you think will step up and like be obviously we have Terry and we have options now. It's not like sure. we're, it's not like we're going in going oh no this is our it's not like if, if Terry was out for a while I'd be quite concerned but we have some options don't we Absolutely I mean I think Deami Brown jumps right to mind I mean he's a rookie from North Carolina that you know I've been I've been hailing his praises you know for for a long time you know ever since I saw him in minicamp uh, you know I just was like wow this guy's really you know he's got some special abilities and I I thought even if I uh, you know, Curtis Samuel was on the field. I still thought Deami Brown was a guy that was going to be penciled in as the number three receiver as far as opportunities, um, you know, attempts coming his way. I still think that that's going to be the case. Right now, though, he moves up to the number two spot. And I don't think that's anything to feel, you know, lessened like they, their offense won't have that big play capability because I think a lot of fans are going to be pleasantly surprised with how well Deami Brown plays on Sunday. Mm, most definitely. Uh, a quickly, like a player that I want to mention as well, Patterson. A lot of reports coming out yesterday that a few negative reports crept in yesterday that he's having to be told where to be and what to do. And have you? I mean, it's probably the media being the media. You know more than anyone. You're there every day. You know how these things. Do you think we'll see him much uh, come this weekend? And are you worried about these these kind of reports? I mean, from what I saw in preseason, I was really impressed. Yeah, I mean, look, he's a rookie. I mean. Even even Brown, who I was just talking about, they're going to make rookie mistakes. That's just the way the game is. I mean, no one's perfect. Um, I mean, you have to be just exceptional to come in as a rookie. But I mean, look, the rookie of the year last year, who they're going up against, ironically, um, Justin Herbert. I mean, you think about it. He had some mistakes, too, as a rookie, but he but his game was so solid that sometimes people overlook those mistakes. That's the same thing with Jared Patterson. Um, I'm not saying he's going to be on the caliber of, of a rookie of the year candidate, but I think he's going to be a guy that gets in some packages for them. And I think as the season progresses, though, that's when you're going to see a lot more of him. But yeah, of course, he's having to be told where to go. He's a rookie. Um, some guys see things that maybe he doesn't. So that doesn't necessarily mean that he doesn't know the playbook or he doesn't know where he's going. It's just that some guys, some veterans may have more insight and they can say, hey, maybe if you cut this route off short and cut this way, maybe some better things will happen for you. So I, I don't want people to look into that stuff too much. Look, in this profession, as you guys know, both of you know, Unfortunately, there are some people out there that that spew the pot, you know, that just find things to never like. I won't hear it. <laughs> never. What are you trying to say, like, you know, so so it just, you know, listen. Not here in the DMV. Yeah. No, not you DMV know. sports. Exactly. You know, I'm an optimist. You know, I'm an optimist. And uh, 
I've covered this team. This is my 10th season and I've seen it all. I, I really have. This is the most talented team I've covered um, since I've been here. I mean, one through 53, there's no question the talent's here. This is the best coach team I've covered by far. So you put all those two things together, there should be reason for optimism and there should be reason for people to think that this team has a legitimate chance to defend their NFC East crown and do something no team has done in that division for 16 seasons. Mm, most definitely. Um, Lake, we spoke about this on last week's show. I'd be interested to get your views. Do you think we'll see a different Scott Turner now this season? Obviously last season with everything going on and it was just, it, the poor guy had different tools to work with from from Sunday to Sunday. It looked like it was chop change. He didn't know if he was coming or going. What do you expect and what have you seen from practice that you think might transition to Sunday? He's got more weapons now. I mean, let's face it, you know, last year at this time, they were, you know, weren't sure what they really had in Logan Thomas, you know. So what does he do? He goes out and, in my opinion, had a Pro Bowl caliber season, should have been in the Pro Bowl. So now you have him back another year. He's a veteran. He's a captain, a leader. You know, those are the type of players that, you know, now you know you have. You know when you need a tough catch for five yards, you know he's there. Um, and then on top of that, you have a healthy starting quarterback for once, you know, and that's a big, big, big deal for this team. Last year, you know, they had given a captain a seed to Dwayne Haskins, named him the starter. A lot of us covered the team thought that that was a little premature. We understood why they did it, um, hoping that he would just naturally take that role and run with it, but it didn't happen. So anyway, with all that said, Scott Turner to his defense, because I was critical of some of some of the games he called last year. I was, but I also gave him credit when credit was due. I think, though, that when you have as many weapons that the, as they have now, um, you know, guys like Antonio Gibson, who's now in his second year, should know certain things, nuances of the offense better. I just think you're going to see a more dynamic game call. And I think you're going to see that on Sunday where they're going to be doing things that they weren't able to do last year from a talent standpoint. Yeah, obviously, Shelly, you love your your wide receivers. We all know that on this show. Uh, how much, how big of an effect do you think that will be not having Curtis uh, Samuel out there this weekend? Oh, I think it's huge. But as Lake said, I mean, we have Brown. We, I mean, we have a lot of weapons. I, I'm not worried. I, like Lake said. I think we'll be okay. I'm hoping that they'll rotate in also um, Dax Milton. I'm a huge fan of his as well, but I don't know how comfortable they feel with him. Do you think that they'll work him in, Lake, at all? I do. Or I, I, do. I do. I think they're going to use everybody that's capable, that they're capable of using. And, and, and to your sh uh, credit, Shelly, I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of Dax Milton. I, I really am. And I actually – predicted that he'd make this roster. I did. <laughs> um, he just, he, he's, he's versatile. And these are the type of players that they want. Um, you know, everyone that that's going to suit up on Sunday has a chance to get an Adam Humphreys. I mean, if you're a fantasy football player, that's the guy you might want to target, believe it or not, because uh, he and Ryan Fitzpatrick have a great, great uh, synergy with each other. They played, you know, with each other in their previous uh, stops. And, um, you know, the, the last time they played together on the season, if I'm not mistaken, Adam Humphreys had 76 catches. So okay. I keep that in mind. <laughs> Just yeah. a little bit that I've seen from Dax, he really can get separation and, yes. and he's very fast. So mm -hmm. I'm excited 
to see this kid play and to see what he can do and how they use him. So, yeah, yeah I'm really excited. I, I just didn't know if they would use him early on or. I mean, it's early. It, it's, you know, that first game is kind of the game where unless you're like really a frontline rookie, you, you may not play. You know, you some, sometimes you may not even suit up. Um, it's just because it's the first game, <clears throat> excuse me. But I think under the circumstances that we're in now and the way the game is today, um, teams count on their rookies from day one to come in and contribute. And I don't think Ron Rivera, Scott Turner, um, Martin Mayhew, I don't think any of these guys would have kept, you know, a Dax Milner around if they didn't plan on using him. It just may not be this week. So I don't think if you, if you don't see him out there this week, I wouldn't say, it's a sign that, you know, he's not ready or he's not capable. I just think that it might be the circumstances at that point. Um, but I agree with you, though, Shelly. I like him quite a bit. And people have to remember, too, that he's also a specialist where he can return punts, too. So, um, yeah. you know, there, yeah. there's several guys out there. DeAndre Carter. I mean, there's a lot of a lot of talent with these receivers, um, the, you know, that are going to be some new faces that are going to contribute from week one. Yeah, and it's a long season, so – we need mm-hmm. our guys, you know, yeah. and I think, yeah, I think we're stacked. We're stacked. So mm-hmm. we need, so, we need all the players we can get. So I agree. I agree. Like mm-hmm. talking of new guys, the Jamin Davis uh, linebackers come in for a little, for, for, for whatever reason, mm-hmm. seems to people Twitter being Twitter, like, you know, as well as I do what it's like, but they're saying it, they're questioning whether there's some people are out in the Washington fan base already questioning if this guy's ready and I'm, Hasn't even played a meaningful snap for, for Washington yet. I mean, I was scrolling through, I think it was Tuesday, I think Wednesday, and I'm like, I was literally, I couldn't believe what I was reading. I mean, what have you seen from the young fella in uh, out on the practice field? And he again, he's a rookie. These guys are going to make mistakes. But this is not going to be a Chase Young. We we broke the mould last year when we got Chase Young. And even he made the odd mistake. Look at the penalty he gave away. I think it was Detroit on the road where he, he gave away a penalty late, late on. So even the great Chase Young, and let's not forget, he's only been here one season. So uh, for Davis at linebacker, is, is it unwarranted pressure that people are putting on him and they're expecting? him to be a chase young in his rookie year yeah i i think i think you know they if you look at some of the other linebackers that came out in this class you know michael parsons um you know we are by the way that's my, my school um you know michael parsons was a, was a guy who was just a, a a freaky type athlete you know they can do so many things but look at the game last night against the Buccaneers. I mean, he was out there and he had a couple of plays, but his name wasn't called as much as I think some thought it would be. Mm-hmm. A rookie. I mean, you have to understand this comes with the territory. And I think for Jamin, a lot of people don't know this, but the team has been experimenting with him calling plays and doing different things. So they're working on other facets of his game to get him ready for a week one where maybe he can be unleashed and, and, and play more natural as opposed to thinking. But clearly, there's no question that for him, they've had him on the field thinking. And when you think, you can't react naturally. But that was all intentional, you know, for him to learn different nuances of this defense. And, and clearly, they're going to try to put the kid in a position to be successful. Um, you know, so I think that you probably see him make a play or two on Sunday. Uh, you know, the guy's talented. He's got a lot of ability. Um, but, you know, there's some areas that clearly he needs work on. But again, what rookie doesn't, <laughs> you know, for fans out there to call a kid a bust 
and, and you know, you suited up in two preseason games. My God, I mean, I don't know if those are people who are true supporters of this team. Those are those are just people that like to, you know, bag on people and, and always, you know, be negative. And that's just the kind of stuff that most people like myself, we, we try to avoid at all costs. Yeah, most definitely. I, I, I think the, I think the young fellow will do just okay. I mean, I, like you said, like he's a rookie. Let's, let's give, let's give all our rookies time. You have got Cosme, you have got Cheeseman. Everyone's yeah, like it's... kicking off about a long snapper for God's sake. I mean, give these, <laughs> give these guys time. You know what I mean? They've literally come out of college and they're now in the biggest sporting arena that you could possibly play in. So you, you need, you need to bear with these rookies. Um, like uh, we've nearly gone twenty five minutes without mentioning quarterback. We finally get to see Fitzpatrick. We know he's going to be under centre for the for the first game come Saturday. What are you expecting? Is it going to be the barnstorming bombs down the field? It's going to be touchdowns. It's going to be interceptions. Is it going to be all that that I just mentioned and more? He says yes. Yes, I'd like to say yes because that means there's going to definitely be a win. I mean, listen, I think they're winning the game Sunday. I think Fitzpatrick will play well. Um, they don't need him, though, to be 45, 50 balls in the air, um, you know, and if that's the case, something's then I will be critical of Scott Turner's game plan, because, I mean, you're playing against a pretty good defense, by the way. You know, Very good defense. Yeah. Team, good defense, uh, good front four, um, you know, so so to get away from the strength of that defense, which is their pass rush, you want to run the football. You know, you want to be able to establish some balance. So. For me, I think if Fitzpatrick throws the ball 30, no more than 35 times, even 35 to me is kind of high for this first game. You know, if, if, if he's 29 for, I'm sorry, if he's like 19 for 29, 22 for 29, just in that range, I'm okay with that. But if you see a game where, you know, he's 32 for 45 or something like that, that means they're probably trailing. That means they're probably behind and that would not bode well uh, for any fan of this team. So I expect him to play well. Yes. He's going to take a couple chances down the field because that's what he does. And that's what they need. They need someone to make defenses honest, you know, back up the safeties. This team has, and the chargers has perhaps the best free safety in the game when healthy, (laughs) you know, in Derwin James. So you know, you're going to have to make guys think out there on the field. And and uh, so, yeah, I think Fitzpatrick's going to play well. I do. Yeah. And, Lake, before we let you get out of here, um, what do you think the keys to victory are on Sunday? We've all, you know, we've talked for weeks now that the Washington football team, on paper, we've said this many times, probably have one of the best rosters. Like you said, this is definitely the best group of guys that you've covered. In my opinion, since I've started supporting in late 99, early 2000, potentially with everything, the infrastructure, Ron Rivera, Marty Herney, all them guys, potentially. Paper doesn't win you football games. What is your ceiling for this Washington football team and what are the keys to victory come Sunday? Yeah, I I think the ceiling for them could be 11 wins um, this year, uh, which would be great. You know, I think realistically they're they're probably in the 10 win range, nine, 10 wins. Um, Some people may think that's not enough, but, you know, remember, there's an extra game this year. They won seven last year. Are they better than that team? Of course they are. They do have a tougher schedule, though. When you win your division, you get you inherit a tough schedule. So you have to weigh all those things into play. So I think that, you know, for me, I predicted that they would be 11 and six. Um, You know, I'm kind of teetering on 10 and seven. So they're right in that range. But to me, that's enough to win the division, by the way, and get back in the playoffs. Um, As far as what I, I think they need to do to be successful Sunday, 
one, they have to play off their strength, you know, and that's their defense. Their defense has to set the tone for the game. Um, everyone in the building knows that. The Chargers know that. The fans know that. If the defense can get after Herbert and, you know, put some pressure on him and make him uncomfortable early in the pocket, it just it just translates all game long where you're not comfortable. Your feet aren't settled. And you need you need that to happen. You can't have him come out making big plays and feeling comfortable in the pocket because it could be a long day if that's the case. Um, I also think that they need to run the football. I mean, I know that's a cliche defense and football go hand in hand. But it really does. You know, you don't want Ryan Fitzpatrick again to have to win the football game for you. You know, he's going to be another guy that's going to be asked to come in and be similar to Alex Smith, uh, you know, be a guy that can manage the game when the opportunities are there to make a play. You can make a play, but they don't need him to be Aaron Rodgers or Patrick Mahomes where he's just creating everything off, you know, off a whim. No, nothing like that. And then, of course, the the third thing for me is, you kind of can see it over my shoulder in this video, but they've got to get the ball to Terry McLaurin. I mean, they've they've got to get him the ball. I don't care how you do it. I don't care if you if you throw bubble screens to him, if you run reverses, you've got to get your the ball in the hands of playmakers. And, and then finally, I just think coaching. You know, there were times last year where they clearly outcoached, um, you know, their colleagues, and they won those games. And then there were some games where it was a little bit of shaky, you know, offensive play calling at times. So I'm expecting, you know, everybody to be on the same page. And, and I think Washington wins and they clearly cover that one and a half point spread. I think they're going to win by more than that. I really do. Yeah, most definitely. Uh, Shelly, anything for Lake before we let him go? Yeah, Lake, do you think uh, Del Rio dials up more of a blitz packages on Hurt, uh, Herbert? It's Herbert, you know, I think right? it's Herbert. Yeah, that's a that's a great question. Um, see, the thing is, a lot of people were saying like last year, oh, they don't blitz, they don't blitz. Well, you have two freaks on the ends <laughs> who are <laughs> past our specialists, you know, so you really don't need to blitz as often. But I will say this. Uh, one of the reasons why they kept the, the 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 back seven that they did, their secondary guys, all you know, the corners and safeties, is because all of them are interchangeable. They're all versatile. You can move some up to corner. You can drop your corners back into safety positions. The reason for that is so that you can dial up some blitzes and they don't know where it's coming from. So yeah, Shelly, I think we're going to see some, but I don't think it's going to be a whole lot. You may see two 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 on Sunday, but we we have no idea where it's coming from. Well, that's what drove me crazy with the Tampa Bay game was because we really didn't have anything coming up the middle, yeah, you know, yeah. Brady. And if, if we did, if we dialed it up, we didn't execute it <laughs> well. So that's what, you know, drove me crazy. So I'd like yeah. to see it, you know, more this season. So I'm hoping. I think it happens. I do. I, I agree with you. I think in that game against Tampa, they clearly could have used it, but it was who they were going up against. I mean, Blitz. I mean, I don't care how you come at him. I mean, the guy's the goat and he sees everything. We saw that last night, right? Um, you know, so yeah, but I, I do think that they're going to do more of that this year. You may see some corners come over as well. Um, you know, William Jackson, Benji St. Juice, these are all guys that can move around. So St. Juice is my guy on Madden Lake. He never lets me down. <laughs> oh, man. I, I, that's another kid I've been singing his praises from day one. And actually, oh, yeah. I hear yeah. he's got the really long arms with the reach. Absolutely. And, yeah. You yeah. Know, he, I'm excited he, to watch him too. 
he reminded me, and I said this to someone back in minicamp, the way he was covering guys and using his lint, he reminded me of Josh Norman, actually, when Josh Norman was in Carolina. And we saw what kind of year Josh, Josh Norman, what kind of ball he was playing in Carolina specifically. So to me, I think that's the reason why Jimmy Moreland's no longer here, because they saw the St. Juice is able right now to start opposite William Jackson. And then you just move Kendall Fuller back to his natural position covering the slot. It's, it's, it's all right there for them. So uh, if St. Juice, if he doesn't start Sunday, it's coming. <laughs> I mean, it's coming sooner than later with wow. those are your three corners. Wow. Yeah, absolutely. I'm predicting right now he'll be in the starting lineup before week four. Wow. Wow. Nice. Just, wow. Love that. Love that. Uh, Lake, thanks so much for always jumping on the DC Tweet Team podcast with us. Uh, tell our listeners where they can listen to your great podcast, where they can find you on social media and all that good stuff. Uh, sure. You can check me out on, on social media, Lake Lewis Jr., um, you know, on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, you can also uh, check out the podcast. It's the After Practice Podcast. Uh, you can check that out via YouTube. You can watch it or uh, you can, you know, subscribe to the audio versions on Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio, you name it, it's on there. Um, and then, of course, you can go to sportsjourney.com where it's not just myself, but we have some great colleagues that, you know, do some great work covering you know, pretty much all of the Washington sports scene, you know, all the major teams. So uh, check that out at sportsjourney.com. Uh, Lake, it's absolutely always, especially for me over here in the UK, just to see what you do. Have fun Sunday, my friend. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping for good things to this Washington football team this season, but you keep killing it, brother. We'll, we'll catch you down the road. All right. You guys keep up the great work too. Tell, tell Maurice we're going to get him though. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's, he's gone MIA. I don't know where he is Lake, but thanks my man. Have, have a great time on Sunday. Look forward, and look I could talk to with you all day, Lake. Yeah, Thank man. you for coming awesome. on. Really great job. Finally. Great to meet you as well. Yeah, so yeah. Anytime, thanks. Anytime you guys want me on, just let me know I'm there. Okay. Uh, thanks so much Thank for your time. Lake. You. Take care, buddy. Okay. Take care guys. All take right. Care, Lake. Thank you. Shelly, always great to chat to the amazing Lake Lewis. So genuine. And like you said, I, I could literally talk to that, listen to that guy. Oh, talk, I could talk you know? to him all day. Yeah, he's one of the kind of one of them guys you just want to sit in a bar and go, okay, let's just talk football. Tell me a life story. Let's, let's do it. Honestly. Yeah. It was, uh, I, I was just sitting here listening to him. And, uh, <laughs> you can't just ask him a question and just kind of sit back and go, okay, Lake, you talk. We don't, we don't need to be here. Oh, it's like I was just sitting here with my hands on my chin and I'm just like, just uh-huh keep going <laughs> langolian over lake but um shelly um some fan submission questions come in for sun uh, for for the podcast about sunday's game um scott hartley says um who are you most looking forward to seeing on sunday oh gosh there's like not there's not just one there's so many uh brown diane mm. brown is at the top of my list because i'm a wide receiver girl like you said <clears throat> but well, Fitzpatrick as well. Very curious to see how he starts off. He's probably under the microscope now more than any of the other teams, would you say, Shelley? Because we're all we, he's got that reputation that's followed him everywhere now. We're all expecting him to yeah. throw the ball. And Washington, obviously, for whatever reason, didn't have that last season. Alex Smith, Brain Haskins, yada, yada, yada. You know, he's under, you know, it sounds weird to say because he is such a veteran and he's been around the league, but he will. Is he under the pressure that we all think he is, or will he just? It won't be nothing to him, but we're just here talking about it. And you know what Washington the world's like. If it doesn't go right, 
straight away, then, you know, I can probably see smoke coming out of people's thumbs while they're angrily tweeting about him. Well, here in the DMV, and and we, as we all know on Twitter, fans, yeah, it, the shit hits the fan if it, it doesn't go well. And I, we all know I, I tend to lose it too. I mean, I'm going to try to be patient. I will try to be patient, but I think that's going to be the key this season, Shelley. Do you know that? I mean, it's easy for, I am probably the worst person to say that, by the way, because some come Sunday, I'll be sitting there watching the game. A, I'll be pissed off that I'm not there. And two, if it did go wrong, we all angrily tweet, don't get me wrong, but I think it's important sometimes to take that step back and go, do you know what? Let's just, as Washington fans, I think like Marisa said many times in the podcast, we want everything now and we want the star quarterback and we want playoff runs and we want Super Bowls and, these things take time. We're not the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We can't go out and get a Tom Brady and, and and automatically get into a Super Bowl because that's the kind of thing that he does. Fitzpatrick isn't going to do that for the Washington football team. As much as I'd love to say he's going to come in and we're going to go to the playoffs and we're going to get to the Super Bowl and it's everything's going to be rosy in the world of Washington, there's going to be a few bumps along the road. And I think personally we're going to have to be better. And again, you can all quote me on this when I start angrily tweeting on a Sunday, but when you draw it back, I think we're going to have to be very patient with this football team. Yeah, but fans are tired of being patient, right? We've been patient. We've, we've had shit. We've had shit. We've had shit coaches, shit players. Yeah, but we've we've got good players now, good coaches. Before we've been we've been patient with a load of shit. I'm tired of hearing that we have. Oh, good, I know. You know a good roster and it looks good on paper. We want to see execution. We want to see it. You know come to fruition right we just want to see it all happen we're tired of hearing you know we want to see results Mm -hmm. and i i get that especially after dallas looked so good last night right dax comes out after his long injury his long rehab i did look good comes out and he picks up right where he left off so yeah fans want to see results and i understand if they get mad you know, they have every right because they've all hung in here and they've stayed with the team and some haven't and some I've had my ups and downs and I'm still here, but, you know, we'll, we won't go there. <laughs> You're still here, Shelley. You're still here. I was with the owner, not the players, but yeah, exactly. okay. we won't get into that. We won't, we won't get, into, get that. into that. But anyways, but. You know, I get that we want results and I get that fans are frustrated. So, yeah, I would say he's under a microscope and he's on the hot seat. But, you know, he he may come out with his little strut and have fun. You know, that's just his way. Mm -hmm. But he's going to find out fast that, you know, it's especially with our um you're under the microscope in washington you always have always will be i mean it's one it's a bit like pains me to say it but it's the same as the same as the cowboys you know worldwide they're under the microscope just because they are the cowboys and they've been under that microscope for years and they're absolute dog shit but they're still america's team which is the worst analogy analogy ever they're not fucking america's team they're they're shit but um neil flav would like to know shelly good old neil good friend of mine who will be the standout this year and who will be the most improved player? Who will be the standout? Mm. Oh gosh, that could go to to anybody. I mean, you could say I think Antonio, I, I think Antonio Gibson's gonna have an immense yeah. Season. Well, depends on blocking. I really hope our run blocking, you know, shows up. 
Sam, uh, former... Sam, Sam Cosney could be, you know, could be, I think he'll be one of the rookies that that do well. Um, yeah. Um, well, you could say Gibson, Patterson. Patterson just seems so he looks so good in preseason, Brown. Yeah. I mean, yeah, DeAndre Carter looks it from all the reports I'm reading. He looks good. Um, again, this is all all on paper. I mean, oh gosh, there's so many dynamic players. You really. But it's I good mean, to be a Washington fan and think like that as well at once. You know, we've had so many players in the past where we've had like one or two players where we've gone, okay, if they perform well, we'll be excited about Thomas. I mean, my guy, Logan. Yeah, you can't go wrong with any of our players. There's just so many to be excited about. Yeah, no, most definitely. Um, which one is most improved? Yeah. Mm, most improved, most improved. Ooh. <laughs> You look like Austin Powers there. Hmm. I don't know. Who do you think is the most improved? I'm going to say only because he's come back from a very long injury. I think Landon Collins Landon is going to come. He's going to come in and absolutely ball out. I think that yeah. man for all that the, the discussions that we had in the start of the the of yeah, the he end has of a last lot season. There's a lot has to a prove. I mean, shoulder. I think he's going to have. A, and what you want is is a Landon Collins with a fucking chip on his shoulder. Yeah, and I think you're gonna. I think you'll see that come Sunday. It's like, hey, a lot of people have forgot about me. Well, I'm back from injury now. I'm here. I'm back in the position that I want to play in. I think. I think he'll have a breakout season. I really do. Yeah, you know who who else will be most improved? Apke. He can't get any fucking worse. He's only on special teams now. Apke. Shelly, if that man gets worse, we really are in trouble. Because he'll be on special teams. Yeah, I had uh, it pained Maddie James. Did you listen to HDVR already yet this week? It pained Maddie no, James. No, I haven't listened they to gave, yet. She gave Apke, uh, She had to give Apke props and uh, it pained her. I could feel the pain in, uh, oh, Maddie, in Maddie's so voice. I had, I had to say that. Yeah, you'll have, to, uh, you'll have to catch up on that. Uh, Shelly, while we're here, I need to mention, and it's my bad, I forgot on the last episode, Holly, our good friend, uh, Holly Miller, she reached out to us. She said her daughter, Grace, uh, Shelley, who kindly done our introduction for today's, she's kindly done, uh, Grace done our introduction uh, for for the episode. I think she's only like seven or eight years old. Uh, Holly reached out to me and she said, Andy, I'm pretty sure she's going to be your youngest listener. So I thought, hey, so the introduction that you heard on today's show. So I just wanted to give a shout out to Holly and to Grace and thank her so much for, for listening to her. I hope you can understand me in my very dodgy English accent. But our, you, our youngest listener, Shelley, how about that, huh? Oh, I'm going to have to watch my F-bombs. Yeah, I think F-bombs. Holly kind of tweeted us and said she's kind of new to the let, you know, she she knows not to repeat it. She's a good girl. Holly's brought her up the right way. Okay. But yeah, you know. Okay, her name's Grace. Yeah, yeah, her name is Grace. She's, I believe she's seven or eight years old. Um, oh, and she's well, like, thanks for listening, Grace. I, my yeah. daughter's name is Grace. Yeah, there you go. See, so it's a cool name. But Grace, thanks so much for uh, for listening. Yeah, thanks I hope for listening. You, yeah, I hope you enjoy our, our DC Twitching podcast. And Holly, uh, you're doing a great job over there, my friend. And uh, yeah, Grace was our intro. Is she done the intro for today's uh, for today's podcast? Yeah, thanks, Holly. Thanks, and thank you, Grace. That's awesome. Um, so Shelley, you are going to the game on Sunday. It's going to be good to see a uh, hopefully packed FedEx field with Washington fans. Give yeah. me your score prediction for Sunday, uh, Shelley, and then we will get into some other of the fan ones. That I sent always in. got the predictions, but let's do a, do a mic read and just say we'll lose and we'll win. Probably that's what he does, and it, it worked out last season quite well. Oh yeah, 
I yeah, I I always like when um, analysts. Not that I'm an analyst or <laughs> I myself an analyst. We're better than half the we're better than half the fucking idiots in DC media. I like when we're underdogs. So, um, but I, I don't like saying we we're gonna lose either. But but I'll just say we're gonna lose. But um, <laughs> uh, I'll say 27-21. Yeah, uh, Yeah, I'm. I'm I'm around the, I'm in the twenties. I'm not sure where I am. I think we're going to have to do well to stop now. I think it's going to be, it's going to be a oh, harder. 21, because that's not 27 doesn't work. 28, 21. 28. Yeah. 27 doesn't work. They might have I'm trying, to figure, trying to figure out how that could even work. Uh, Dude, I haven't had my no. coffee yet. I need my coffee. You need to have your coffee, Shelly. It's very early in the morning. Is it like out there? Like 11 well, o'clock in the morning? very early, but still. Yeah, I mean, the score predictions on Twitter that a lot of people sent me, they've got us winning. A few of the guys here have got us losing. They're saying it's, it's, it's going to be a, a too much of a hard start for Washington. I think we'll get through this game. I think we'll win it. But I think it's going to be that typical, Shelley, we've all been here. I think it's going to be that typical Washington game where they're going to, it's going to be heart attack football, my friend. Well, I mean, I'm hoping we win it, but I'm doing reverse psychology. So I'm going to... Yeah, say we're going to lose it, but I really want to win it. I That's a plan of attack. Yeah, I think I think we're going to win it, Shelly. I think we're going to win it. But anyway, Shelly, have a great time on uh, Sunday. Yeah, that's the plan. Have a great time. Everybody at the game, all the, all the podcasters are going to be there. Everyone's going to be in attendance on Sunday. I wish you all nothing but an absolute amazing day. We're, we're going to miss you. Um, and we'll, I'll drink a beer for you and uh we'll be thinking of you yeah well, this this fucking covid like i said earlier i should have been on a plane right now on my way to uh to dc but scott and andrew the uk guys we're meeting up tomorrow we're off to the pub tomorrow evening to uh talk some washington football so no doubt we will facetime you sometime tomorrow night shelly we will we will we will chat over the weekend but you maurice everyone rio carl all the, all the htwr guys everyone's meeting up this sunday guys go have a good time make some fucking noise in fedex field make it an absolute cauldron of noise with uh with washington fans and you guys just just go have fun my friend i will do that we'll do our best and uh, try to facetime us you know, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll try, but that might make me feel even worse during the game. Oh, uh, is it going to make you feel bad? Yeah, just, I think we just need to make the playoffs of the Super Bowl and then I might be able to come. And I might well, be, you know, we make the playoffs okay. of the Super Bowl. Hopefully, I'll be able to travel by then. Team to do that. We'll make that yeah. happen. Yeah, I'm still waiting from the text from Jason Wright to tell me that the jet is waiting for me at Heathrow, but you know, I think he must be busy or something. I don't know. Yeah, you know, we just need to get on our bat phone and make that happen. Today, so. I know, I know, right, Shelly. Shelly, have a great time, my friend. I will, uh, we will Ready. be back. We'll be back on, hopefully on Sunday, we'll get something out. I know you guys are going to be at the game and busy, so it'll either be Sunday after the game, we'll be back with our, 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 our reaction to the game, or we will definitely be back next Monday talking all things Washington okay. football. Yeah, but Shelly, have a great time, my friend, and I will catch you soon. All right. Talk later. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been the DC Tweet Team podcast. Till next time, everybody, stay safe.